Hello, welcome to this Thursday evening episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Welcome back as, wow, today is the last day of April. We move into May um, tomorrow if you're listening to this tomorrow. Yeah, so we will hit the fifth month of this dreaded godforsaken year that is 2020 with everything that has happened and yeah, so with one more month, yeah, great math here. We are halfway through 2020, so we're just about, I mean, right now we'll be, like I said, five yeah, five out of 12, so almost six out of 12. Wow. So you can see, guys, great math by yours truly here. Um, you guys can totally see why I was a math major um, at Virginia Tech. But yeah, it's just, it's still crazy that, you know, we're all, we're just about into May. And um, yeah, this, this year has just flown by, you know, with so much shit that's happened. And um you know, for this for this first segment, um, we are going to be. There was some NHL news that came out yesterday. Um, they are going to be extending the phase one of the self quarantine for all players until mid to late May. Apparently, that's when they want to hopefully go into phase two, which is small groups at practice facilities. Um, I know a couple states are opening back up a little bit tomorrow on May first. I think Georgia, South Carolina uh, might be. Texas, I think, is opening back up a little bit, so um, we we can start to potentially see more um, as we get further into May. But um, the, the very most interesting thing that came out of the NHL yesterday was um, Mark 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 Spector, excuse me, of the Sportsnet, basically talked about um, this very very interesting um, idea yesterday in in his column and. Basically what it says, you know, assuming no regular season games get played, we go straight to the playoffs. Um, he's reporting that the most popular playoff scenario is this, though. Um, Greg Wyszynski was later able to say um, that uh, he talked to a couple sources and, and said that this is just an option. But um, in Mark Spector's article here, basically the most pop- his what, what they told him, which was later a little rebuffed by Wyszynski, was the top six teams from each division, each division meet in one city. They would open with the best of three series between the number one and the number two seeds in the division. So this would decide the division winner. While the number three team meets the number six team and the number four meets the number five uh, team for the right to keep playing. So under this scenario, folks, under this stupid, really, really bad format that would just be peak NHL if that were to somehow happen and the fact that it's being um, basically talked about very well could happen because like I said, the NHL is very, very stupid. But so for this format, you would have the Buffalo Sabres and the Anaheim Ducks would be in the the NHL playoffs while the New York Rangers would not. Yes. The New York freaking Rangers who have, Oh, a better point percentage than both of those two teams, a better record than both of those two teams. And we're playing some damn good hockey before the hiatus came about would not be in the playoffs because they would be seventh place in the Metropolitan Division, while teams like the Buffalo Sabres, who were just awful for basically this entire season, and the Anaheim Ducks, who were also really, really bad, would be playoff teams. So this is, these are the top six teams. So we can look at other teams that would be in the playoffs if this if that are really, really bad and the Rangers wouldn't be. So we would also have, oh, the Montreal Canadiens. They're 31 and 31 and 9. Um, so... Wow, I mean, the, the man, we we almost could have had the Senators in the playoffs. Everyone, they're only six point. They were only six points back behind the um, the Sabers. Good lord! And then, so the, the poor, 
Oh, the poor Islanders. They would actually get it. The Rangers, the Rangers would be literally be missing out on the playoffs by a point because the Islanders have 80, the Blue Jackets have 81 right above them. And then, so then you go over to the West. Nashville gets in. Okay, whatever. Minnesota, Minnesota, um, Minnesota actually is able to get in. At, and you know what, though? That's respectable because Minnesota, I think, does deserve a chance to get into the playoffs. They were playing actually some pretty good hockey after Boudreaux got fired. And before the hiatus, they were winning seven of the last ten games. So you know what? I could see that. But then, so now you go to the Pacific. So then, you, yeah, it's so like I said, you have a team like the Ducks at 29-33-9. and 33 and nine. The Arizona Coyotes would get in. They were honestly not playing that good. They were on a two-game losing streak. Heck, the Kings were almost <laughs> able to make a run for. They were only three points behind the uh, the Ducks and the Sharks in last place. Were only four points behind the Ducks. So yes, one of the California teams would still be able to get into the playoffs in this scenario. Now, um, like I said, Greg Wyszynski uh, did do his own reporting. He said that this is basically he was told by an initial source that most popular is not exactly the label that they would use for this plan, but it is under consideration. Those are his exact words. Um, in his tweet, uh, thank God, because on um, this this scenario would be an utter disaster. Like I said, this would be so NHL that they would come up with an idea like this that they would actually put it. Um, they would actually make it real. They would actually put this into effect because you know they already have this one god awful playoff format with. Oh yeah, we need more rivalries. You know, I don't know if I've talked about that a lot on this podcast before, but. Um, just so everyone knows, I hate this current playoff format. I hope they change and go back to one versus eight. Hell, I think another cool idea would be maybe letting the top teams pick who they play in the first round. Um, that would be really, really funny. I'm tired of playing the same team three to four years in a row in the first round. Um, I got tired of playing the Rangers four years um, in a row, basically. I've, I've gotten tired of playing the Capitals in the playoffs. You know, it's just, it's just rep- repetitive. And I like, I like just, I like playing new teams. You know, that, that's just, you know, it was good to play the Islanders, you know, until we got, emba- until the Penguins got embarrassed. Um, that was a rivalry that, um, was kind of, I think, reunited by that, pl- reignited by that playoff series. But, you know, it's just, you don't need these little NHL rivalries, especially when two of these teams sometimes are top five teams in the league. Remember when the Penguins play the Blue Jackets in the first round, 2016, 2017, literally two top five teams. Uh, one of them was out in the first round. Again, not fair. Um, I'm sorry, you know, but w- whatever. I'm sorry I ran into a rant about that playoff format, but um, I-, I-, I am glad, though, that this one, this one is not the most popular. Um, Love Dom's comment underneath, uh, you know, thank God, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> there's a lot of good funny tweets, you know. As a Ducks fan, I echo these sentiments. As a Sabres fan, we do not deserve this. Uh, saw a really funny tweet. I already put a Stanley Cup final patch on my Eichel jersey. So that sucks that we can't get the Sabres in the playoffs. You know, that would be so funny if this would be the year that Buffalo is able to get in the playoffs because of this god-awful playoff format that they're um, thinking about using. But any case, is this likely going to happen? No, just, you know, start it with maybe 20 teams like I've been saying all along. Do a couple few, few play-in series, best of three, you know, with the um, – Seven versus ten, eight versus nine. You know, you don't need to go any more than that. I think that's perfectly fine for. Um, yeah, that's just like I said. That's that's what you know. Um, Twenty four teams. Yeah, perfectly fine. You get a seven versus ten. You get a eight versus nine. Two team. They get they get to go at it, and they can challenge the. Um, and then you know you you play the number two seed. You play the number one seed. You know, I know I lost my words a little bit there, but. You know, that's how I would do it, you know, but, um, you know, we'll see. This is still a long ways away. There's also reports that the NHL is prepared to 
um, start the season back up in December. So um, really don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how you're going to play an 82-game season. I was reading with Elliot Friedman yesterday, basically saying the players really want to go back to the Olympics. Pretty sure every fan also wants them to go back to the Olympics. So how will that factor into next season, considering it's the season right before um, the Olympics? I actually can't believe that. So next season for the 2021 season, 2020-2021 season, that'll be the season right before 2021-2022 when the players go to the Olympics. That's actually pretty crazy. So um, hopefully they're able to work something out for that. But yeah, my thoughts on this, guys. This format probably not going to happen, and you know we're a long ways away from this any format coming into fruition. We got to get the players back on the ice. We got to keep making progress, and you know we we just keep making progress. That's the first um, and most important thing um, in this. So for this segment, um, we'll, we'll be doing this uh, for tomorrow as well. Might might be next week as well. We're doing you know some of the greatest moments in franchise history. So many to choose from uh, for the Penguins for today's episode, um, and there, I might I might do another. I'm, honestly, I might do another one because this one, the short clip, but still, you know, this is easy. I think one of the greatest moments in franchise history. Um, you see the statue of it outside of PPG Paints Arena. Um, one of the greatest goals I think ever scored in Penguins history. One of the great goals of Mario Lemieux's career. Um, you know, he came in again in the Stanley Cup Final against the Minnesota North Stars. I'm sure. If you all listen to this podcast and you are a diehard Penguins fan like me, you have seen this goal probably more times than you can remember, and I will play it for you guys um, right here, though, um, just in case you guys want to hear it again, because I definitely do as well. Had to be good to stop Garazan. Here's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Oh, my heavens. What a goal. What a move. Lemieux. Yeah, it's just, I still cannot believe how Mario just ramps up his speed just like that. He's able to split both of the defensemen, and then he just makes Casey, the star, the star's netminder, look like a complete buffoon and just goes to back inside and deeks him while, and while falling. He just, he puts the puck between the legs of the other star's defender after passing the other one, and, you know, I, I, I always love from that first broadcast, and we'll get to the Mike Lang call right after this you know him against the world i should say you know the, the quote you know him against the world and he deeks the whole world you know i just i've all i always just i have that in the back of my mind every time i hear this goal you know and the fact that i basically almost messed this up is pretty pathetic but um yeah just the way he was able to just do that and just i, I can't get enough of it okay we're, we're gonna hear this goal again this time though it's gonna be from mike lang so uh here this is for you guys this is the great the goat not the great, the GOAT, uh, Mike Lang in his element here. Here's Lemieux trying to get the motor going. Lemieux's in a goal shot. Hey! Shoots and scores! Mario Lemieux beats Casey. Like a red and mule again. And the Penguins lead 3-1. Oh, you'd have to be here to believe it. What a burst of speed by Mario Lemieux. He- Man, you know, hearing Mike Lang call that, you know, his... his- signature you know hey i'm not i'm not even gonna try to imitate it because i just i can't you know i was here i was I, the penguins have been doing all the goal uh calls from mike lang when they rewatched the cup uh finals from these from 2009 2016 and you know it's still it's so great to, to hear you know mike lang just do his thing you know that he was doing back in the 90s and just 
all throughout the time that he's called Penguin Games because he really is a national treasure. I think he's the best hockey announcer of all time. Um, I don't really think that's a debate. Yes, I might be biased, but there are not many that can do what he does. I know Bob Cole is awesome. I love Doc Emmerich. Um, I wish Gary Thorne would come back and announce, but man, just hearing Mike just let her rip on that. Oh, man, it's it's going to be a sad day in this town when he retires because he is just, he's an icon, man. He, he always has been. Um, that goal, though, was just one of the best in Penguins history. Like I said, it's one of the best moments in franchise history right there. You know, you see the statue every time you walk um, into PPJ Paints Arena. I don't, I don't care like what side you're on. You have to pass it. If you don't pass it um, on your walk to the arena, you're, I think you're doing something wrong, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, I, I, I honestly, you know, I make it a point to always go by the statue. I don't care which entrance I'm going in. If I'm going down to a different entrance or that entrance there, you know, I always make it a point to just see the... Um, the statue outside the arena because Mario just, he's a legend. Best player of all time. I will always die on that hill. You know, I remember when Chad and Josh Yoey came on here and, you know, I, I, I agreed with them, you know, Wayne Gretzky may have the best overall career achievements, but in terms of pure talent and skill, I'm taking Mario Lemieux any day of the week. Um, I will always say it. I think Mario Lemieux would shatter Wayne Gretzky's records if he would have been healthy without his, all his back injuries, the Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, just, everything that derailed his career um, in one way or the other. I think he would have beat uh, Gretzky's records. But um, yeah, that was, like I said, easily one of the best moments in franchise history. But you know, I'm feeling generous, so I'm going to give you guys uh, one more, uh, one of the greatest moments, I think, in franchise history. You know, March 26, 1996, uh, Mario Lemieux again, because of course, you know, we always have to have more greatest moments with Mario Lemieux, the greatest player to ever play. Um, this was the day after the birth of his son, Austin. They're playing the St. Louis Blues. Hell, they're blowing them out. I mean, they, they blew them out in this game. But, you know, the, the hero of this game who just stole the show was Mario. Um, five goals in this game right after Austin was born. And I will play his fifth goal for you guys right here. Uh, Mike Lang goal call because, you know, we always have to play Mike Lang goal calls. My goaltender... Reagan, here it comes to Lemieux, left side, passing to Francis, just on to Lemieux in front there, yeah! Hey! That's just, yeah, so that was his third career five-goal game. And, oh, yeah, guys, he that was his 63rd goal of the season. <laughs> That's just nuts. And, um, like I said, you know, doing it after the day of his son is born, um, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't get better than that. And just the way he was able to just score those goals, you know, one came from a bad angle, you know, one was kind of the half-empty net. One was basically, it was like a 2 on The one that he scored his fifth goal was like a 2 on 2, almost mini 2 on 1, where he gets the puck back, fires it in for his uh, fifth goal of the night. One of them goes five hole, then the other one was on a breakaway where he just made, you know, the St. Louis Blues goaltender at the time just look like a complete buffoon because Mario just um, blew the puck past him. He blew past the Blues defenseman. And um, yeah, I, 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 these just two of the, I think, the greatest moments in franchise history, you know. To, to do that goal with the statue against the North Stars in the Stanley Cup final, just absolutely magnificent. And to score five goals in the game right after your son is born, um, that you just that's sports for you, man. You just you can't make it up. Mario Lemieux is the goat, and um, that was really really uh, fun to bring you guys those moments and just play those classic 
Mike Lane goal calls because, you know, I just, I love hearing him, hearing him rip it after all these years. He's such a great broadcaster with his knowledge of the game and just his cliche, his cliches and his references and everything like that. Um, he's just, he's one of a kind, man. And, but you know, these, these two goals were just magnificent. And like I said, we're going to have more coming for you guys um, tomorrow when we have some of the more uh, greatest moments in franchise history as well. So for this last little segment of the Lockdown Penguins podcast, I figured we would talk about the Penguins uh, replaying the game two against Nashville um, last night, one Wednesday night to go up to nothing in this series. Um, you know, I was watching that game back a little bit. You know, I was also back and forth with my sister's birthday. Um, she's somehow 20 now. Um, I'm, I, I'm getting old, but uh, it, yeah, it's just watching that game back, you know, it's, it's crazy that the Penguins were able to still to this day just blitz the Predators out of this game, not even five minutes into the third period. Right after that fourth goal was scored, the game was over. The Pittsburgh was going up to nothing. There was not a prayer for Nashville in the world. Uh, Matt Murray was, again, very, very good that game. But, you know, basically the shot passed to open the third period. The Penguins, they scored 90, they didn't even score, they didn't even go 15 seconds in. I'm sorry I started there, but it, it wasn't even 15 seconds into the third period. And they were already up 2-1 because Jake Gensel is a legend. Um, what do you have? What was that like? His nineteenth, his twentieth point, or something like that. I mean, I know for a fact. I mean, he's tied for his, the NHL record for the most points by a rookie in a playoff year with Billy Lano, the Philadelphia Flyers of 2009, 2010, and Dino Cicerelli, fourteen goals, seven um, assists, twenty-one points. So yeah, I mean, Jake Gensel was just a monster that entire run. For the Penguins. And like I said, you know, just scoring that early and then they were able to score again just a couple minutes later with Scott, with Scott Wilson making three to one, and then not even 30 seconds later, if Kenny Malkin comes down to two on one, blasts it past Pecorini with a wrist shot, you know, over right there. Boom, done. And it's just it's crazy how like the Predators just um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they just they looked like shocked, I think, on the bench. Like they were just like, what the hell just happened? And it's just watching that back, you know, like I said, Matt Murray was just outstanding. Sidney Crosby had another really, really good game. You know, Evgeny Malkin, you know, with that goal, he was possessed. Jake Gensel, you know, two goals in that game. You know, he had the one to tie it up after the Predators went up one nothing late in the third period. The Penguins were able to tie it, like I said, with Gensel. Um, sneaking that puck past Rene. I still don't even know how that puck went in. And then, you know, the, the shot pass from... Um, who was it? Uh, Brian Rust, I think it was. It was the shot off the pad right to Jake Gensel with basically half a net empty. He buries it. Then Scott Wilson is able to get a nice bounce to make it three run. Then Evgeny Malkin um, does his uh, work there also. But you know, just what what a game that was. You know, I loved how the Penguins, like I said, were tweeting out the goal clips, not from Doc Emmerich himself. But it was Mike Lang because, you know, everyone knows he does the radio at this point for the Penguins. He's not on, hasn't been on TV for a while, but, you know, he, he was, he, he, he had his greatest moment. You know, I've said it so much on this episode already on the fourth goal with the Evgeny Malkin goal. And he just, he let it rip for a while. And, you know, his signature, make me a milkshake Malkin goal call. Just too good, man. It's just, uh, uh, I, I love hearing those goal calls. I know I sound like a broken record at this point. But, you know, it's just, it's too good. I mean, you know, I also thought the Hangman's defense was pretty good for the most part that night. Um, just watching that match, I don't really feel like they were that badly outplayed by Nashville. Um, I know in games three and four, they were very, very badly outplayed um, just because Nashville is so good at home. I think there was a quote after the game, you know, I think, I'm just trying to think, it might be Justin Schultz that said this, but, you know, knowing how good that... Uh, 
it was like knowing that how good that they are in their building, you know, we had to win this game and go up 2-0. And, you know, that ended up proving true because the Penguins, after dropping games three and games four in Nashville, they were able to go crush them in game five and another blowout at home and then go on to win game six in um, pretty awesome fashion. And that game was actually on NBC Sports Network um, this past weekend. And, um, you know, seeing the intended blow again for like the 100th time does not get old. It, it truly, guys, it does not get old. Just seeing all those Nashville fans very mad online, you know. I know if I myself was a Nashville Predators fan, I probably would not let that moment go for an eternity. I can understand um, why they probably still have not let it go. But you know what? They ended up losing. You know, you look forward. You know, you don't need to, um, you know, always look back at it. You know, I still remember always reading the takes, you know. Oh, my God, the league has it out for the Predators. Oh, my God, the league is biased in favor of the Penguins. The Penguins get all the calls, and it's just like, <sighs> but okay, I'm not going to get into a rant about that. But um just want to thank you guys a lot for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. You know, we'll have more um, of some of the greatest moments in franchise history coming for you guys tomorrow. Um, I'll have to come up with um, uh, there's a couple more that I have in mind. I can probably spend almost a whole pot podcast talking about some of the greatest moments in franchise history. But um, yeah, we'll have that tomorrow. We'll have some other stuff, I think, as well. So um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. You know, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Also, I do actually want to shout out um, one of our sponsors. Um, we got built, um, build, built Bar, excuse me. Um, one of our new sponsors, you know, they, they were able to, uh, be kind enough and send us all here on the network, um, taste of, uh, their products, their protein bars. Um, happy to say that they are very good. So if you guys are looking to potentially, uh, get some protein bars, um, I would very much recommend the built bar ones because they are pretty good. So that's all I wanted to say. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Well, this episode of this podcast, good Lord. Yeah, I just, I need to go to bed folks because I am just... I'm losing it right now. So um, thank you guys so much and we will talk to you all tomorrow.